in case you missed it on Newsbreak. The president doesn't possess the legal power, nor should he, to institute prosecutions against people who are implicated in state capture. That is really the ambit of the National Prosecuting Authority and the Hawks. But he has sought to try and strengthen those institutions by putting Advocate Shamila Batoy in charge of the NPA, someone who's clearly shown that she is ready and willing to take an independent stance and do what needs to be done. But it's really about government empowering institutions like the NPA through resources, through political independence to ensure that people are actually brought to justice. The president also has the power within the ANC to make sure that the party takes real action against people not only implicated in criminal wrongdoing, but also in serious ethical breaches. I found the language that he used in his address of describing how mistakes had been made as being quite interesting because There has been direct evidence that individuals within that party, under the leadership of that party, were complicit in a lot of the things that happened. So to say that it is a mistake, I think, is is quite a profound understatement. The fallout from what happened with state capture is still being felt in the economy. It was devastating for ESCOM. We know, for instance, the huge amounts of money that were given to Gupta-linked trillion as part of unlawful consultancy deals. At this stage, what has come out in the state capture inquiry is a fraction of what has actually happened. State capture didn't come just out of nowhere. We've had a system of governance and lack of accountability that's been in existence for years now. Many people People may argue the Guptas have seemingly taken massive advantage of. To blame the Guptas for everything, while they have been massively complicit in a lot of the alleged wrongdoing from the evidence that we've heard, is not reflecting the fact that we have had sustained issues with lack of governance, lack of accountability within government for many, many years. The ANC and Ramaphosa is serious about addressing that. When people need to be disciplined, people need to be dismissed, and proper criminal sanctions need to be brought against people who are accused of this wrongdoing for there to be a profound turnaround. I found it very interesting that the president had such strong words against public servants who are accused of wrongdoing, yet Batabile Glamini, against whom the Constitutional Court has made findings that she essentially perjured herself during the Sasa debacle in which the grant recipients of this country, several million people, were put in a very, very invidious situation by her complete dishonest mismanagement of that crisis, is still the Minister of Women. And in fact, in a recent interview, I think he said, quote, she raised the bar. So, you know, it's one thing to talk about invisible public servants that if they do wrong are going to face the tough sanctions. But there are many people within the ANC who continue to enjoy well-paid, well-resourced positions within that party, within government, who have seemingly faced no action. So it's fine to say, yes, the NPA and the Hawks must take action, and indeed they must, but the ANC as a party has real power to discipline its members, and we have not seen any of that happen. We hear about, you know, the ethics committee, that, you know, action will be taken, but has anyone really actually face any kind of disciplinary action within party structures over the allegations that have been made. No, they haven't.